Hello and welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Superhero Finder. As usual, I'm your host, Matt Wilson. I'm scouring the cosmos, the universe, the galaxies for inspirational people, fun stories, and to just find out some amazing things that hopefully can make your day a little bit better, your life a little bit better, or maybe it's something you want to give to somebody else as a bit of a gift from you to make their life better or an opportunity for them to improve as well. So today I have with me, and we've been excited for this for a little while, Ellie Smith. How are you doing, Ellie? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Now, this is a first for the Superhero Finder. We haven't got a British accent. We haven't got an American accent, nor a Canadian accent. You're in Australia, aren't you? I am Australian, yeah. So we're literally at the peak of the digital age. Lockdown has brought us together because actually there is about as much chance of me and you crossing paths as I actually don't know where I was going to go with that. Punchlines <laughs> usually land better if you plan them in advance, right? <laughs> That's it. Which means it's also, I want to just mention, it means it's also 10pm in Australia as well. So thank you for the commitment to, to still be on at this time as well. Now, Ellie, um, we met online through a mutual friend and from mutual interest. And I think it was actually because you listened to one of these episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. So I saw that you did a podcast with um, Inez. And she is, yeah, but one of my biggest inspirations um, in the sport of strong woman. I connected with her actually in the lead up to OSG and we were exchanging messages back and forth. Um, And she just had the time of day to talk to anyone Mm. um, that she was so supportive. Um, And even then when I met her in person at OSG, like she was just so friendly and down to earth. Um, and I really, I really love that because sometimes you have these expectations and you, um, you know, idolize these people, you look up to these people and sometimes they don't always turn out to be, um, you know, your hero or who you think they are, but Inez is, yeah, absolutely incredible, has the time of day for anyone, um, is so supportive. So yeah, when I saw that you did a podcast with her, like I jumped on and listened to that. Um, and I'd listened to a few other ones that you've done with previous strong men. So, yeah. That's so cool. I just love the, the idea of a choice to listen to something or a choice that I made to try and reach out to Inez, who I never thought in a million years would want to come on the podcast. You know, yeah. so there's, there's that idea of of holding someone in regard, you know, on, on a pedestal maybe in, in, in some respects. And actually that choice brought us to where we are today. That's fantastic. And, and, and I think what you just said about Inez then, I think it's it's one of the great things about not only the sport, but about some of the particular athletes in there. Because I've no doubt that there's some athletes there that don't share that same kind of exuberant love and time for, for other people. Because as an athlete, you can't always do that. But yeah. for her to have had an impact on you is, uh, is fantastic. Um, I did want to ask, Apart from the strong woman, because that is a large part of your life, and that is, you know, a lot of what people see when they look on on social media. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about you. So um, by day, I'm a teacher, a primary school teacher. Um, This is my ninth year teaching this year. Um, Primarily, I teach stage three students. So they're um, uh, 10, 11, and 12. 
and that's sort of like my uh, the the age that I like to teach the most. I find the the content is really interesting, but I also like all of the extra things you get to do with them, like going on camps, um, all of those fun things, and being you know there for them in the last few years of primary school before they go to high school. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's my that's my day um, when I'm not yeah training at the gym or competing. Yeah, teaching. Teaching. And do you know what that I know I know firsthand some of the effort that it takes to to not necessarily to teach because I'm not a teacher, but from my kind of background in being a Cub Scout leader um for the for the three or four years that I was doing that, that age particularly is they're almost starting to form more of a personality, more of an assurance of who they are, but then it, there's going to be the drop then isn't there of going to high school going from being the oldest yeah then the youngest and the bright eyes again and I think it's I think it's cool that you're that you're able to almost prepare them for that do you feel that you're doing that as part of what you do yeah like I feel like um I like to bring in I guess like who I am as a person as well so they can see me as like obviously I'm their teacher but that I am human as well um, and to, I guess, a lot of my students didn't know that I competed in um, Strong Woman up until a few weeks before I went to OSG last year. Um, wow. And my principal um, sort of dragged me up on stage in an assembly and told the whole school that I was going to America to compete at Worlds um, because I don't really talk about it at school too much. Um, but now that I think about it, like it just, it blows the kids' minds what I do because they sort of don't see that every day. So to see that their teacher uh, does something else outside of school, um, yeah, it really amazes them. And yeah, it, I guess it puts things into perspective for me not to um, take for granted every day what I do because yeah, it just, it blows their minds. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's such a nice sentiment, I think. Um, because, yeah, because I remember being at school and, and when you see a teacher, a teacher is a teacher and they don't do it, they don't have a life, right? The, the life is being a teacher. <laughs> Just like your parents, your parents are your parents. So they, they don't do anything else apart from being your parent. And it's just so funny just thinking back about that. Why do you think that you didn't really talk about it beforehand now that you've seen the kind of the power that that can have? Why do you think there was that reservation to do so before? Um, I feel like I'm not necessarily the best person at talking about myself. Um, it's it's easy to kind of post things on, you know, social media and talk about yourself behind a screen, but I really struggle sometimes to talk about myself like face-to-face in person. Um, yeah, that's something I'm still working on, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Is that something that's that's always been the case? Has it been something you've been working on for a long time or is it something that you've kind of enlightened yourself to realise it? Um, I think it's something that I've probably struggled more with as an adult. I feel like as a child, I definitely had more confidence um, to talk about myself, but I feel like as I've gotten older, that sort of dropped off a little bit. Um, not too sure why, um, but I think definitely competing in Strong Woman has given me more confidence about myself like my image definitely for sure 
um, which is interesting because like I'm larger now than I was before I started competing in strongman. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, thank you for that. Thank you for, for, for sharing that. I know that that's not always easy and kind of, kind of bringing that on here is, you know, I'm really thankful for that. Um, especially when you don't know why something has changed. So obviously as a, you know, as a child, there's that, there's that confidence there. It might've come completely naturally. And then obviously something, something's happened, but you've not been able to identify it. And I think that sometimes life's mystery is trying to find out or actually just trying to work past that, isn't it? Yeah. Because recently you had the opportunity to sit with one of my idols and talk and present on the, um, it was Australia's strongest, right? Am I going to get this Australia, wrong? Yeah, yeah, Australia's strongest international. International, right? Okay, thank you for yeah, thank you for that. So you you sat with Big Loz, Uncle Loz. I did, I did. How was that? Um, yeah, I was a bit starstruck, um, fangirling a little bit, <laughs> um, but I did get a selfie with him, um, and he was more than okay with that. Um, and he did tell me that it was his first time commentating, but I'm not entirely sure that that's correct. Maybe he just said that to ease my nerves a little bit. Um, but it was such a good experience mm. to, to, um, sit and commentate with him. Um, and he, um, coaches Andrea and Andrea was competing there. So that was, um, really great to see, I guess, him wearing, you know, different hats commentating um being there to support the comp but also being there as a coach as well um but he's so yeah down to earth friendly yeah again like one of those people that you meet um that he has the time for anyone to talk to yeah big friendly giant who absolutely has been, who has yeah. been through a huge transformation himself of course over the last few years in terms of his yeah. health his fitness and everything else yeah and I think he may have been throwing a little fib there just to to help your nerves there because of course he did some commentating on the was it not the Eddie Hall boxing fight with Thor and also the Rogue Invitations. Oh. But it might yeah. be that actually in that setting, because I can imagine it was quite intimate, wasn't it? It was quite, you know, in the midst of the action where you were where you were. Well, doing- maybe. Maybe, I know it was his first time to Australia, so maybe he was saying it's his first time commentating in Australia. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. But, I mean, it's just it's just nice that he was, you know, that kind of emotionally driven to, to be able to yeah. try and sell your nerves in that way. I have a question that you might need to think about, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask it because I always think it's nice to see that thought process. From all the things that you do, What's one of the things that you're most proud of? Oh, hmm. um, most proud of. I think, I think, um, I self-sacrifice a lot. Um, a lot of the things that I do, I do for um, other people. So quite often I'll put myself last um, because it's important to me um, to see other people happy, to see their success. Um, And I think a lot of that comes from like teaching as well. 
mm-hmm. um, is that like I'm giving a, like a lot of my time to my students um, or um, the last two years I was relieving um, assistant principal. So I was, you know, supporting and mentoring beginning teachers. Um, last year I had three that I was supervising. So um, I think, yeah, I'm the type of person where I sort of put my needs last because um, looking after other people and supporting other people is very important to me, um, which is good, but I think can be a detriment to me sometimes. Um, so it's about, I guess, balancing and managing that um, and making sure that I'm not self-sacrificing too much. Mm. So which is the bit that you're most proud of then? Um, and I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna help you out here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little mm-hmm. bit of a time, and we can, we can divert from that. We can always come back to it because a lot of the things you've been saying, I've, I've totally, totally resonated with because you do give a lot of time for others, and the reason why you do things and are motivated is to see others succeed, see others develop the teaching. The, like you said, the, the mentoring new teachers as part of that role. And I'm sure there's plenty of other things in terms of friends, in terms of family that you do, and it's driven by other people. And you've just said there, you've identified that that sometimes that can be that can be a detriment. And that's why I wanted to ask that question, because I know when somebody asks me what I'm proud of, it's tough because it means you've got to put the spotlight on you. Yeah. And that's not a normal, yeah. place, that's not a natural place to be, is it? No, it's, and I think actually I had that question was asked to me by my supervisor um, towards the end of last year because I stepped out of that assistant principal role um, this year and she did, she asked me what I was proud of and I couldn't think of anything initially and she was able to then um, list things for me and talk about, you know, things that I'd achieved that year. But yeah, it's really hard to talk about yourself in in such a positive way um not that we don't have these positive thoughts but i think it's so easy to recognize that in other people um and i think that comes across in like strong woman as well like i'll see all you know these amazing people pbing their lifts or um you know achieving all of these things and it's so easy to um yeah, congratulate them and, and be proud of them for, for what they've achieved. But sometimes it's really hard to do that for yourself. Um, and yeah, even if you have all of these positive things happening, but there's one negative or one, um, you know, slip up, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that you can focus on. Um, so yeah, it can, it can definitely be a challenge to, to think of, things that I'm proud of just like before when I asked how your day had been and you said it had been a terrible workout yeah that was, that was what the focus is and there's and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that like I'm, I'm I'm on this journey trying to navigate this as well and and it's really easy to concentrate on the on the, the things that are rocking the boat and one way and I just want to ask you this and maybe this will help you give me an answer and maybe in the future as well but when was the last time you felt awesome like that feeling of pure, just like, wow. Um, probably it would have been last year when I got my invite to OSG mm. um, because that was such a last minute 
like whim decision um, that I had a friend contact me and she asked me that if I was going to try and do the online qualifier and I sort of said to her no like no way I'm not not ready for that um, and you know she convinced me and said well you know just have a crack um, see how you go so like with a one-week prep um, I did, you know, the three qualifying lists and then I got my invite. So that was something that I wasn't expecting. Um, so like just to qualify alone was incredible. So that's definitely something that I'm proud of um, because it's something that I never thought I would achieve. Um, it's just so far beyond what I guess we think is achievable. Um, yeah, so that that might actually be the answer to the previous question about something that I'm proud of was, yeah, qualifying to compete at Worlds um, and just the experience alone, like just to meet all of these amazing people and um, to be part of a competition on such a large scale that was run so professionally despite all of the um, challenges that we faced with the hurricane and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but was... yeah, incredible experience. Like, I, I think that's probably the um, most exciting comp, like the best comp I've been a part of. Um, on top of you know, like uh, other comps where I've won or you know hit PBs, but going to worlds, like just meeting people and you know going to. Uh, America, it's my first time in America, so that was an experience in itself as well. Um, yeah. It's funny how it's funny how that works, isn't it? Because if I'd have said to you, tell me someone you're most proud of, there's probably a million people that would come to your head and you'd be able to, you know, think of a few. Um, yeah. And that's just what it's just one way that I've I've learned to be able to not necessarily deal with that question, but actually be proud of myself by that feeling because feelings don't lie. You feel it. But then what yeah. happens is we, that becomes the bar of expectation that goes away and then everything carries on. So it's almost like it's been and gone and we don't necessarily, you know, people that work in the way that we do, if I'm okay saying that, because I feel like there's some yeah. similarities that, you know, we move past it and yes, that's great. But now it's who can I focus on next? So that you know, yeah. the focus is taken off yourself. Um, and what what amazes me is when you know the more and more people that I talk to and meet, the physical strength that it takes to do, especially strong man and strong woman. And there's probably people listening that might not know who you are, and you feel free to you know talk about some of your some of your biggest stuff just to kind of give some context. But that that can come from such an emotionally driven person, someone that cares and that lives in that way can then, you know, do such amazing things in, in terms of physical strength. I just find it mind-blowing that, that you yeah. were able to have those two things as one because strength usually comes with that perception of aggression, physical strength. Yeah, yeah. And actually... I would argue on competition day, you're able to tap into a little bit of aggression for that one minute that you're performing, right? <laughs> you almost have yeah. to that place, don't you? I'm pretty, I feel like I'm a pretty calm, like competitor. Um, I don't 
I don't do like smelling salts or anything like that. Um, No, no, I don't do that. Don't, you know, slap myself or anything. I'm just, (laughs) yeah, very calm, probably quiet. Um, But yeah, definitely like, yeah, there's no aggression or yeah, anything like that there. I just approach things calmly, (laughs) even though probably not feeling calm inside. Well, okay, right, okay, so there's a hurricane inside, but you're poking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that, yeah, you do get, you know, there are some people who walk up to the bar, will do something, or walk up to him, we'll do something, you get other people that, you almost think they must be winded, they get slapped, you know, when they get back slapped that hard, or, you know, there's, there's all, and, it, and it really is interesting to see all that. Um but even still, even still, without kind of without doing all that stuff, still being able to to get that strength, I would say I would argue is even more impressive and even more mind blowing for me to to see and for other people to witness as well. Um, right, so I've got another question for you now. Not quite as difficult, I don't think. Okay, because I'm not you okay. know trying to make this a challenge. I want this to be fun, right? So, <laughs> what is outside the gym and outside work? What is fun to you? Do you have a hobby? Anything else? What um oh do I have a hobby I feel like I dedicate so much time to training um and then I'm at work um I don't know if I have a hobby outside of training it could be like I just yeah I just I love training like it's my time in the day where I completely switch off from work like as soon as I get there um I don't think about work or anything else um it just it's that's my downtime as funny as it sounds you know like some people do other things to relax but for me it's it's going to um the gym because you know spending um six hours a day as a teacher around children as rewarding it is you don't get a lot of interaction from adults nope um so for me going to the gym is like that social aspect as well because I get to see my friends I get to talk to adults um which yeah so yeah I don't really have a hobby or anything that I do um outside of work and training um I think if I had probably more time like I'd uh like to study something else um I enjoy learning um but that's just, yeah, trying to find the time to do that um, isn't always easy. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. There's a lot of things that demand your time. And there will be some people out there that will go, well, you can make time. And I was guilty of that. So when I qualified as a PT, it was like, no, you have the time. You just choose not to use it. And then I go, actually, it's not quite as black and white, is it? It's not quite as black and white. No, no. And I have, I have had people say to me, yeah, like, you do have the time, but I think, well, I wake up at half past five in the morning, I go to work, I finish work, I go straight to the gym from work, and then I get home somewhere around, you know, 7pm that night. Um, By the time, you know, I cook myself dinner and wind down, get ready for bed, like, there's not a lot of time um, left in the day, and, you know, to make sure I get enough sleep. Um, Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, there there isn't, um, yeah, it's not as easy to make time. And that's something that um, is super important to me because, yeah, the last two years 
um, being a relieving assistant principal, um, I just found that my time was more valuable to me than the money. Um, money's great, but mm. we have one life um, and I don't want to spend my hours um, doing something that doesn't bring me joy or happiness. Um, and training is, always does that for me. Um, and that was a priority. So that was a decision that I made that I was no longer going to continue in that role um, because it just wasn't bringing me any happiness mm. if that it was giving me extra stress. Um, so yeah, I made that decision that it wasn't for me and that I was going to prioritize my training because um, I thought if I managed to get through last year with um, the workload that I had and I got to Worlds, then if, you know, I'm not doing that this year, I've got more time to dedicate towards my training um, and less stress coming in, then, um, yeah, I'd like to see what I can achieve this year. That's awesome. I'm just sitting with that for a minute because that's that that what you've just said to me and telling me that has just inspired me and I'm pretty sure there'll be loads of people that listen to this as well because as someone that dedicates so much time to others and we can feel you know we can feel financial pressures we can feel all sorts which can sway us to stay in jobs positions you know doing things that actually the energy is just completely wrong in you know yeah. you're not getting the satisfaction from it and actually the the quality of everything else around that that role or position whether it's volunteer yeah. work whether it's your employment everything else gets affected and being a teacher that must have been part of that process must have been super difficult to say well actually who is going to do it if I don't do it? Is this going to affect the kids? Is this going to affect all this other stuff? But actually what's most important is that you can be the best person that you can be, right? And, and enjoy what time you've got. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I wanted to just go back to something that you touched on, if I may, Ellie. Um, and you mentioned that now you are bigger or larger, I think you said than you were yeah okay so yeah. i know um that body image is a huge thing and i think one thing that we've learned is that strength sports are kind of breaking the mold in that respect because it's around what the yeah. body can achieve as opposed to what the body looks like doing it um yeah how was that process for you or has that process played a big part or it's it, it is what it is or so I, before I started competing in strong woman, I used to um, train at F45. I don't know if you have those in the UK, like um, high intensity interval. Yeah. yeah interval training. Um, so I actually started that. Um, one of uh, the other teachers at school made a comment coming back to school after being on holidays and she um basically said something along the lines of oh you've gained a lot of weight um and at that point I think I was maybe like 90 kilos so like lighter than I am now um and yeah um I started uh 
training at F45 and I did that for about three and a half years. Um, maybe two years into training there, um, I enjoyed it, loved all the people that um, were around me. It was a great community environment, mm -hmm. but um, I just found that it wasn't challenging me. Um, if you've done F45 before, you know that the barbells, they're the heaviest you can load onto them is about 60 kilos. So right. um, I just got to the point where I felt like I wasn't being challenged enough um, and I enjoy a challenge. Um, mm -hmm. I like having goals to work towards. I feel like if I don't have something that I'm working towards that, um, like for example, training, that the work can be meaningless in a way. So if I've got something that I have to work towards, um, it just, it motivates me more. So um, I then moved over to training at a um, strength and conditioning gym. Um, one of the trainers at F45 said, you should come along and try it out. I'd never heard of Strongman before. Um, I'd never heard of Eddie Hall or Thor or any of those big names. So I really had no idea what I was doing. Mm. Um, and yeah, one of the, the coaches there said, you should try out Strong Woman. You'd be really good at it. Um, and that was back in 2019. Um, and then I sort of maintained training both Strong Woman and um, F45 for about a year. Um, but I wasn't necessarily progressing that quickly because I was waking up at 4 a.m. doing cardio and then going to train after work and being at the gym till 8 p.m. that night. So um, I wasn't really recovering. I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, I also probably wasn't eating enough either, um, which I only realized probably last year um, how um, under eating I was with my calories. Um, and then my coach said to me, look, you need to make a decision. Are you going to stay in Strongwoman or because, you know, you can't sort of maintain mm. um, both and make the progress that you want to. Um, so I left F45 and then jumped permanently into sort of strong woman. Um, and yeah, that was back in, yeah, 2019. Um, yeah. And at that point, you know, I had no realization of where I'd be today. Um, at, you know, I've, uh, won state titles, competed at, um, nationals last year um competing again at nationals in five weeks time um going to world so yeah lots of like amazing achievements um and experiences and all of the people that I've met along the way but I guess going back to your initial point about body image um I started strong woman obviously gained some size there um but I feel like um, the way that I look now, I'm far more confident um, as a, a larger woman than I was before. Um, and that's just come through the, the amazing community that we have, um, not only in, you know, strong women, but strength sports. Like it's just everyone bands together and gets behind each other. Um, and I think 
it's something that I want everyone to experience mm. because it's so empowering um, that, yeah, if, if people haven't tried it out or seen it or been a part of it, like you're missing out because it's just so amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. It, it really is. I mean, I almost fell into strong. Anyway. I've been watching it for years and I knew where it all was and all that for years in Britain. We only get to see it at Christmas. They only televise it at Christmas, yeah. they don't televise it any other time. So it's kind of yeah. it almost became a ritual. And I remember when I first found it, I'd been yo-yo dieting for years um, and kind of then becoming a PT, there was then pressures to look a certain way. And, and I felt all these things and, and I found it and I thought, I'm six foot four. Um, I was about 19 stone at that time. And I was like, I wonder what I could move. And then I saw yeah. pulling trucks and then carrying things. And I was like, I wonder how I could apply that. And then meeting the community, like you say, where everyone's chasing to be their personal best, not necessarily. Yeah. To, because at the end of the day, on a competition day, the best will win. So yeah. the best will always win. There's no other variable, is there? So it's just about being the, just doing the best that you can on the day. And, you know, it really is a sport that's accessible. Um, and I think it's particularly important that we keep seeing the, the women's side of the sport grow as well. Because yeah. I think it, in terms of that whole, you are more than what you look like. You, actually, the biggest thing you said to me then was, was the thing that hit me most was the confidence. Yeah. You can have the confidence and it has no bearing on what you look like your physicality yeah because you've got confidence in what you can achieve because you're achieving it and you're learning how to achieve more yeah 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 so I guess um what you were saying about you know the um the larger number of women that we've got you know coming into strong men now and, and strength sports um in general um was seeing just after OSG and again Inez um, Gabby Dixon, uh, Donna, Nadia, all of those big names, you know, competing alongside uh, the men at Giants um, was so incredible. And I think that was the, the highlight, you know, the, the audience, the spectators, it was, it was like really about the women uh, in that in that moment um and I think the standout for me was yeah Gabby with the Hercules hold <sighs> like that was just creating a world record with her first time using that piece of kit or any of them she's yeah. never done the hold before and smiling the whole time like <laughs> her smile is just <laughs> infectious but yeah it's just so beautiful um and I think that that has to be a catalyst for something like seeing um, the way that that picked up, picked off, um, yeah, be interesting to see what happens this year moving forward. Yeah, that will that will be really interesting. I agree. So it was for anyone that doesn't realise it was world's strongest nations. It was the first time that a team event had been done with mixed men and women, and it was run by Giants yeah. Live, and it was in Liverpool because I was there, and yeah just seeing the teams work together and and it felt a little bit like gladiators i don't know if you guys have gladiators. Yeah. yeah so it felt a little bit like it was fun it was but it was all about the teams rather than the individuals and actually there was people like big gav the bull gavin bilton what a legend but he you know he has said himself he's rubbish at the log one of the one of the british guys got injured so he said i'll do another round 
I'll try and get a couple of reps out to help the team. And it's, yeah. just, it's just things like that that are incredible. You know, we saw, um, I think Inez went over. I think she went over on it. I think she went over on the, um, the tug of war. I think she injured herself yeah. a little bit. And then you got Martin Glissis yeah. just running up who, actually, when you look at them, when you look at who they are, you think, oh, these are the world's strongest men. And then these are strong women. Some people, you could have that. that there's almost that view there. But everyone was just level, weren't they? And everyone was, it was yeah. fantastic to, to just see everyone working together. And yeah, it was just brilliant. And like you say, people like Donna Moore, you know, there was Gabby, there was, there was loads of other people. And seeing people's weaknesses, seeing people's weak events and being able to play on that. And like the relay, I think the Farmers was a relay race. So then you had some people who were lightning quick, but then yeah. some people that were slower, but then everyone was, you know, everyone was just cheering on. It was just fantastic to see. I think it it was the epitome of it being a team sport because strongman isn't always a team sport, is it? No. And I think that's the thing quite often we look at like, uh, like these pro level athletes and we think, oh, they have no weaknesses. You know, they're great at everything. Um, but it just puts that back into perspective for us that, oh, no, you know, um, I guess, and it comes back to, you know, that Instagram's a highlight reel, that we only see what people choose to share with us and we don't necessarily see their weaknesses unless they talk about them and post about them. Um, and I think we forget that, yeah, other people have weaknesses and it's not just ourselves, so... Yeah. 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 And, you know, you can often forget that most of the time before a competition, you'll know in advance what the events are. So you can train specifically for those events. In Strongman, there's arguably 30 different disciplines you could try and learn, and each implement is going to have a different way of training it. So you, there isn't anyone on this planet that is probably capable of, of being really good at everything. Um, yeah. Like I said, you've got someone like Martins Lissis who tends to win competitions by coming second and third in all events. Yeah, like he will be consistently good, but maybe, maybe not the best, and that's the exciting part because you never know what's going to happen from event to event. Um, yeah, what does this year look like for you then? Because you've talked about this, we've kind of talked about this idea of having the year. We're only in February now, so kind of what you're looking forward to. Um, so I have um, in five weeks' time, I'm competing at Australia's strongest woman. Um, so we have, we've actually got double the amount of women that we had last year competing, wow. which is awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, so last year, there are only five of us. Um, this year, we've got, we had 11 qualify. Um, one lady I know isn't competing. She's got a powerlifting comp the same weekend. So there'll be 10 of us. But I'm excited for that because it's going to make the point a lot interesting, a lot more interesting, sorry. Mm. Um and just the fact that we've got, yeah, more ladies there is awesome. Um, so I've got that in five weeks' time. That's down in Melbourne. So I have to travel interstate for that. Um, and then I will compete again seven weeks after that um, to qualify for nationals next year. Um, so I'm just hoping to try and get that qualification done nice and early. Mm -hmm. um, and then... I will compete again seven weeks after that to hopefully re-qualify for OSG later in this year, um, all going well. So, yeah, lots of comps at the start of the year, um, but it's just, yeah, trying to get those qualifications done 
Um, and then hopefully for the second half of the year, just to, yeah, America to compete at Worlds again, um, if all goes well. That's not a lot of time between competitions. Do you find that hard on your body? Or is it, have you got no. kind of tips that you use to? Um, do you know, I think by this point, I'm just used to it now. Um, <laughs> like last year, <laughs> last year, uh, I think I did six comps um, all up, but they were all like super heavy um, comps. So they were all back to back. So I felt like I was just prepping all year um, without, you know, necessarily um, a break or not a break, but, you know, like an opportunity to just have, you know, a, a block to build some strength or do some volume work. Um, so that was all back to back last year. Um, and then, yeah, coming into this year, I did a comp three weeks ago. Um, that was, yeah, Australia's strongest international. So I commentated the women's pro show on the Friday night and then I competed myself on the Saturday. Um, so, yeah, it's back to back. But uh, I find that if I'm not um, prepping for a specific comp, like I said before, sometimes I get a little bit lost um, and lose that motivation because I haven't got sort of an end goal or yep. numbers that I'm working towards and I'm very much, um, yeah, driven by having a set goal, knowing what I need to do, where I need to be in how many weeks. So, yeah, it's like it seems to work well for me um, and it keeps me busy. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it certainly sounds like it keeps you busy. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have a question that I ask all of my guests. Okay. okay. And it's around superheroes because obviously I'm, I'm clearly just sat in space, just hovering around while we're talking. <laughs> you know, I love marvel comics and you know there's there's dc as well but we don't really talk about them <clears throat> um if you could have any superpower and you can create your own okay what would it be and what would you use it for um i think if I could have like the ability to have some sort of like, like power absorption. So like to help me with strong woman. So if I could um, like, for example, like touch a diamond and then have like this ability to be unbreakable, um, you know, like super strong or um, yeah, something like that where I that can absorb cool. power through, through different like inanimate objects. Um, yeah. Would, that make the Probably, would that make the comps unfair? <laughs> Here comes Diamond Girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, would you still be considered natty if you <laughs> power absorption? Um, bit Performance of enhancing diamonds. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think, yeah, something along the lines of that, like being able to absorb power somehow. To be, to be, to be even stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. that. That's a new one. That's a new one. There are some common answers which tend to be kind of mind reading, which is only a couple because then I think people realise how terrible it would be to be able to read minds. Yeah, um, I don't think I want to read someone like not. Yeah, 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some hard truths there, I think. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you'd either become numb to the truth or you just self-combust. Um, and we've had flying and teleportation, so it's nice just to have a different one. Um, Ellie, it's been absolutely wonderful to chat to you today. I mean, if anybody wants to follow you and see your Instagram and see all your impressive lifts and everything else that you choose to put on there, how can they find you? Um, so on Instagram, my uh, handle is Ellie Strength, so E-L-L-Y Strength, um, and that's where you can find me. Um, I'm a pretty regular poster. Um, I don't share too much apart from, yeah, my training. Um, but yeah, that's the best place you can find me. Um, and I'm more than happy to chat to anyone about, you know, if they're interested in getting into the sport of strong women, um, especially if you're based here in Australia and Sydney, um, that's where I live in Sydney. Um, shoot me a message and I'm happy to chat, help you out, um, have a session with you. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I hope somebody takes you up on that. I hope somebody that is a little bit nervous messages you. And, and that, you know, and that can make a difference because that's why you're on this planet, right? Sometimes just to, you know, to be able to make a difference. Yeah, well, I actually had so uh, another lady who's competing at nationals with me mm -hmm. in five weeks about a year ago. She messaged me on Instagram um, and she found me um, from a gym that I was training at while I was on holidays and she wanted to know more about strong women. Um, and since then, like, we've become best friends and, yeah, we're competing at nationals together, so that's nice. So, yeah, you, you never realise, like, the connections that you make with people online and just how much of an impact that you have on them um, and that they can have on you as well. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it just shows that it's good to talk and it's good to, I suppose, be open to to listening. And it's, and it's really good to reach out of your comfort zone sometimes as well, I think, to find, you know, to yeah. find somebody that inspires you but to actually reach out and, and take a little bit of that knowledge. Because sometimes we see those people and we feel jealous or we feel that actually we're not good enough to get that when yeah. actually that's the key to getting it because they've got it. So how can yeah. I speak to you and ask how you got it? Because that's the easiest way, right? Yeah, that's it. Well, thank you very much for your time. Guys, thank you for listening again today. This is episode number 71. I am so blessed to be able to have these conversations. And Instagram... I'm pointing the wrong way. I'm doing it for dot me. And it's the same on TikTok as well. TikTok's a really interesting experience. That seems to be growing, although a little bit controversially for some things. But we know social media is an interesting one to navigate. And now to end this wonderful episode from myself and from Ellie, as always, stay super.